God almighty, is this gonna be a good show. So I would like to be the first and only one to welcome you to it. Fun fact, for you hardcore fans out there, and I know you're out there, and I know that you're hardcore. <laughs> I puke usually twice before each show, not on purpose, but because I'm so nervous. Bet y'all didn't know I was nervous. The breakdown of our show is current events, c -c -c current events, y'all know. And there is no death and bad news section this week. Then onto the conspiracy section. My love is revived again. Me and conspiracy are back at it. Then what we're watching and doing. Then wrapping up the show with announcements and shout outs. pumped about the show. It is Saturday, May 23rd, 2020, the year of seeing clearly. All right, let's get focused. Current, current, current events. Ga, 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 ga. Yeah. Okay. There's two stories in the news I'm following. Basically, if it's not in the show, I don't give a shit about it. All right, here we go, y'all. Little Netflix Back to the Future 2 drama. From Enemy.com. Back to the Future fans in the U.S. have shared their disappointment after an edited version of the classic second film streamed on Netflix earlier this week. The altered scene in question comes in the 1989's Back to the Future 2, which sees Marty McFly look over the cover of Ooh La La magazine. Yes, I remember that part. The full film has since been restored to Netflix. All right, power to the people. But the altered version that was streaming previously sees the cover of the magazine edited out, okay, seemingly to make the film a more family-friendly watch. Okay, well, let's just move on. With all the shit that's on Netflix, they're trying to... Okay, never mind. Noticing the amendment, fans have been sharing their anger on social media. Quote, If Netflix sloppily edited this beloved trilogy, who knows what other films they've tampered with without us even noticing. 
Yes. Okay. Netflix. Everybody, actually, not Netflix. Everybody underestimates the power of nerds. Number one, we're smart. Number two, we're always at home. Number three, we don't hang out with anyone. So what do we do? Find shit like this on the internet. I could see this dude. <laughs> he's like sitting at home, like r- taking a bong rip and being like, "Oh, here's the ooh la part," and he's getting ready to like say it, and then there's nothing for him to say, and he goes, "Oh my god." I bet you this dude, hold on, I gotta see his name. I didn't put his name in the damn thing. This was the biggest moment of this guy's life. I bet everything this guy's been doing has been leading up to this point, this tweet. Yeah, this guy just did like nerd fantasy. Justin Proper. Okay, great. So let's just hear the clip. And uh, for those of you who, I don't know, weren't born, I guess, when Back to the Future was around, you younger zennials and millennials. Uh, this part in Back to the Future 2, when Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, hopefully you guys know who he is, he used to do so much blow. He was uh, filming Back to the Future 1 and Family Ties at the same time, and he would just do just tons of blow to, like, get through all the shootings. Okay, basically he needs, like, this gambling book or whatever, and but he was outsmarted by someone, and they put a different cover on it. Okay, who cares? No! Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Okay, there you go. There's the clip. That was cut. I mean, who knows? It could have been... I mean, I can make conspiracy theories all day on that. Oh my god, I'm like a freestyle rapper, but like with conspiracy theories, but talking. It's true, weird. All right, one more story for the current events portion. This is pretty darn interesting. If you're a regular listener of the show, this might be familiar to you. Ronan Farrow is in the news. Here's a reminder if you don't know or remember who Ronan Farrow is. He's a journalist. He's also the son of actress Mia Farrow and filmmaker Woody Allen. What does that mean? I don't know, means different things in different circles. Mia Farrow, though, y'all know, is the star of uh, the movie Rosemary's Baby. I like to call that a documentary on Hollywood. So yes, the son of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. In August 1992, the American film director Woody Allen was accused by his adoptive daughter Dylan Farrow, then seven years old, of having sexually molested her in a home of her adoptive mother, actress Mia Farrow. Woody Allen has repeatedly denied the allegation. Okay. Their son, Ronan Farrow, is in the news this week because Matt Lauer, the button pusher from uh, that shit show, the Today Show, there were allegations against Matt Lauer. Uh, but anyways, he wrote an article to discredit Ronan Farrow. So it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> the internet was, like, not having it either, which was awesome. <laughs> Great. Here's a quick clip that I love so much. I kind of want to make this my ringtone. Might be awkward though, like in public. This is uh, a very short portion of Ricky Gervais, The Golden Globes, because Ronan Farrow was known for writing the 2017 articles in The New Yorker that helped uncover allegations of sexual abuse against film producer Harvey Weinstein. For this reporting, The New Yorker won the 2018 Pulitzer Prize. Here we go, here's the clip. But tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. (laughs) He's coming for you. 
He's coming for you. Here's a very, very, very interesting clip. If I like had collector cards of people, I would definitely want Run and Pharaoh's card. One to like hold and like play with and look at, and then one to like put in a glass case. Here we go, Ronan Farrow uh, talking about his life after he broke the news of Harvey Weinstein. Here we go. Harvey Weinstein hired former Mossad agents with a firm called Black Cube, who in turn hired contractors who surveilled me, tracked me, uh, built dossiers on both me and survivors of alleged assault by Harvey Weinstein to try to squash this story. I was told by sources to buy a gun, I moved out of my home, and here's the thing, I, I say all this and report it in detail in the book not to be woe is me, but to illustrate the threats to the free press in this country. We are at a moment where powerful people are able to subvert the media, law, and the free press, and that is a threat to our democracy. And around the world the stakes are even higher, journalists get killed for reporting stories. It's gotta stop and we have to protect this precious institution. Ronan Farrow. All right, let's just keep it going. Boom. Conspiracy, and then wrapping up the show. Thank God the show's almost over. Okay, conspiracy. We're back at it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I wanted to kick off this week's conspiracy section just to clarify something from last week. Last week, I was like, I don't know, depressed and in some weird, like, corona hole. I, I really don't know what was happening. In fact, I have no memory of it. But anyways, what I'm saying is uh, I just skidded through the conspiracy section last week and said that everything that all conspiracy theorists have been saying from the 80s is true and then I laughed and then I really don't remember what happened. So what I mean by that, I do stand by that, but what that means, new world order. I know if you've been on the internet in the past 20 years, you've seen like new world order this, new world order that, and it's just these crazy videos and I mean it's been from the 80s. Okay, like George Bush, like the old one or whatever, the dad. Oh, I've got, I literally just got chills. Okay, I'm scared. Oh my God. Hold on, let me take a break. I'm tripping. Okay, sorry, God, I had to take a break. I said George Bush's name, like the dad, and literally I got shivers up my spine and then I got freaked out. And I mean, then I was just like, well, maybe I'm just like stoned, which yeah, but, and I am sitting in a dark closet, so it's kind of scary. <laughs> it's like, it's like Bloody Mary. Oh my God. I swear to God, I would not say, I'm not going to even say it again. George's name in a dark closet. Every time I say it in this closet, I it's freaky. Okay. Whew, all, right. all right. What the hell were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So the New World Order. Uh, I mean, I could do a whole episode on the New World Order. 
I just can't go into it right now. But that's what I meant. That is actually happening. This is what I feel, I mean. I don't know if it is happening. It's just, with all the evidence that I put together, I feel that uh, the Illuminati is... Never mind. All right, let's just move on. So that's what I meant. I believe that the New World Order is making their move. Okay, moving on. Oh, yeah. Here's the most evil clip of George Bush. Oh, my God, I said it three times. Okay. Uh, Talking about the New World Order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a New World Order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Okay. My God. There is so much there. If I was, like, a teacher, I would just play that for my class and just be like, okay, decode that, make shit up, I don't care, what do you think all that means? I need to hear that one more time, I'm really sorry. Here we go, one more time. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. So let's just move on. Okay, here's something equally as horrible and interesting. Okay, as part of this new world order Illuminati conspiracy, hopefully you guys have been listening to the show. I'm not going to re-explain everything every week. Tom Hanks. I know everybody loves him. He's great, right? I feel that he's the mouthpiece, the headpiece of the liaison, if you will, for the Illuminati. And the Illuminati feels that people trust him. He's not a politician, so therefore he's likable. He entertains us, right? We, quote, love Tom Hanks. So let's hear, he did a commencement speech and I I did you the favor because I respect you and like you and want you to keep tuning in I cut all the bullshit out and um, here we go here's uh, his commencement speech oh P.S. regular listener alert regular listener alert other celebrities that spoke at this were Oprah Winfrey Ellen DeGeneres and Steven Spielberg okay Here we go. I'm here to say congratulations to you chosen ones. And I am calling you the chosen ones because you have been chosen in many ways. There is something about you, all of you, in your upbringing and your background and your conscious memories and your ongoing mysteries, something that has driven you to complete your choice, your courses and achieve your selected challenges and cross the Rubicon of your time there. You have succeeded mostly because you, and you alone, chose to do so. You are the chosen ones. You are the chosen ones because of a fate unimagined when you began your right state adventures. You started in the olden times, in the world back before the great pandemic of 2020. 
You will talk of those earlier years in your lives just that way. Well, that was back before the COVID-19. That was before the great pandemic. Part of your lives will forever be identified as before. In the same way other generations tell time like, well, that was before the war, or that was before the internet, or that was before Beyonce. The word before is going to carry great weight with you. Today, you mark your graduation, which has come during, during the restructuring of time and of science, of our own national will, and of a worldwide commonwealth. You have finished Wright State during well, the Great Reset, the Great Reboot. Now, you'll reference these past weeks, as for however many weeks there are yet to come, as during the pandemic, during the COVID-19, during the lockdown, the quarantine, during the shelter in place. Sometime, if we all remain good Americans, you will continue on into the after, as in that was after the virus was tamed, after we were safe to go out again, after we took up our probable lives once more. But your after is not going to look the same as your during or as your before. You will have seen the movie and you will know how it ends. And no one will be more fresh to the task of restarting our measure of normalcy than you, you chosen ones. But this class, your class, isn't just doing work that has to be done. You're joining in the work that has to be done. You chosen ones are going to form the new structures and define the new realities and make the new world. Thank you. Congratulations. Way to go. The new world. There you go. All right. Let's keep it moving quickly. Yes. Let's just listen to this one last time. Whether you like Ricky Gervais or not, I, I couldn't give a shit less. I watched the original office when I was on tour and I remember laughing. I don't remember anything about it, but, uh, this is the, uh, meat and potatoes of his Golden Globe speech. It just hits me in that place that I need to be hit. Truth. Hello and welcome to the 77th annual Golden Globe Awards. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Our next presenter starred in Netflix's Bird Box, a movie where people survive by acting like they don't see a thing. Sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein. You did it. You, I didn't. You did it. It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah, a superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent. If you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. And... So... Gotta love that, no matter who you are. 
I mean, okay. I think that's it with conspiracy. Okay, moving on. What we're watching and doing. Oh my god, I didn't write anything. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I wrote UGH. I guess I was just like, uh. I don't know what I've been doing. Just driving around. Okay, announcements and shoutouts. Oh yeah, this is what I've been doing. I've been driving around and parking someplace and then writing in my notebook about this. I've decided I'm going to do a short film. I mean, I've decided this a long time ago, but now is the time, is what I'm saying. The time has come to start working on my short film. The only things I know about it is that I'm gonna follow the official guidelines, submit it around, I wanna use the woods behind my house. I believe I want it to be a psychological thriller, but I'm not really sure. But I'm starting there, and that's all I know about it, and I'm beyond pumped. This is what I need to do right now. Focus on this movie. And the podcast, of course, oh my god. Like weekly, if not twice a week. You guys, I need you just as much as you need me. It's like simpatico.